Hello everybody, welcome to the first episode of One More Rep. I made this podcast really to be a resource not only to an advanced lifter but also a, just a beginner who maybe wants to start the gym, how to integrate that into their into their weekly schedule because to be honest that's where I was three years ago. I was a complete beginner myself and I hadn't actually stepped foot in a commercial gym. And although I'd had a lot of experience in competitive sport, the gym was definitely an intimidating place to me. And no word of a lie, I didn't understand the difference between a barbell and a dumbbell. Um, and, and that's not a lie. <laughs> I, was, I always got those mixed up. And I shortly, shortly after that, I started a PT business, um, which says a lot about industry standards of PT qualifications. But I, I did quickly pick up the lingo. And, and knowing the difference between certain pieces of equipment certainly wasn't important. Well, I, I'm going to raise some eyebrows there. I know it. But um, what was more important, especially working with clients, was working with them one-on-one to overcome their barriers, listen to their concerns, their fears, navigating through setbacks, obviously having an understanding of nutrition and safe practice and safe techniques in the gym. That was important too. But I always found that at the beginning, that was the most challenging part of of coaching was understanding people's individual circumstances and and working around those. Um, And after three years now of coaching in the gym and online, I'd say I've most heavily relied on my own personal experience of transitioning into that gym world to then help, help others. And I wanted to kind of share share that experience and also share how how I did it so that um, people who are at that beginning phase of just thinking about getting into the gym world and maybe they want to make a start and it's something they've been thinking about for a while how did I overcome my own fears and and my own struggles in those first six months 12 months of training Um, a lot of people don't know that I actually had an eating disorder before I, I went into the gym world. Um, and I I developed that through previous involvement in gymnastics, which was very intense and um, there was a lot of pressure to look a certain way and to have a certain weight and to, um, I, even as a child, there were things planted into my head which I didn't realise until I was an adult. Um, things like if you're lighter, you're... You know, you'll, it'll be easier to hit a certain skill, and and that really stuck with me, um, and actually grown into a bit, grew into a bit of a monster. So I had to overcome all these things when I wanted to train, and actually when I started my business, um, and started looking after others, and I educated myself. That that really helped me overcome overcome my own individual issues, and and now I I look after others who have similar issues. One of the biggest worries that I had as a beginner, and I know that others have this worry too, and a few of my clients have had this concern, is what are others thinking when they go into a gym? And will they get judged on not understanding how to do something properly and, and not having a structure or, or doing something wrong? Like, how, how is it going to look to them? It's a valid concern because... You're amongst people who are more experienced than you. They, I, that's, 
it's brutal, but it's true that you know you 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 know you're in the gym with people who've been there years, and there's a lot of muscle memories about, um, and you are you might be one of the least experienced people in that space. You're going to feel out of your depth, so it's a normal feeling to have, and I definitely had it too. And this is coming from someone who had already done ten years of elite sport, and I definitely had that feeling of work of of walking into a commercial gym. In addition to that, the gym space nowadays is like a fashion show anyway, isn't it? It's just like people, it's very showy-offy. People are wearing, and I'm guilty of this, especially in my, like once I'd got comfortable in a gym, like you, you wear clothes that are like super revealing and it doesn't leave much to the imagination. <laughs> and you've got guys like flexing and girls you know, setting up their tripods and, I mean, guys do that too. That wasn't, I saw the sexist remark, like girls and guys, everybody's setting up tripods these days. But like, I'm just thinking of the gym that I work in and the gyms that I train in. There's a lot of pressure to look a certain way. I think sometimes it feels that way anyway. Um, so I'm, I, that it's, it's a valid reason to have these feelings of judgment. Um, and so how do we how do we get past that? Well, this is this is what we've worked on in, in my team with my clients because it comes up again and again and again. The first thing I would say that's most powerful is to realize that you're not actually in a spotlight and that people aren't actually watching you. And then that kind of takes the pressure off yourself, right? If you've got to realize that when people are going to the gym they're way more interested in what they're doing and what they look like they're too busy flexing in the mirror to be bothered what you look like unless you are trapped underneath a barbell like because you've added way too much weight on and you, you like people aren't going to be bothered about about what you're doing and that again it's another brutal truth but it actually takes some pressure off your shoulders because like that they're just way too in to their own routine and what they look like and what they're doing to be bothered about what you're doing. So that's the first thing to realise. Um, the second thing that, that can really help is to go in with a plan. Because if you go in without a plan, and this is a plan that you can write yourself, like it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. You could literally go onto YouTube and type in bicep exercises. And choose two of them. You could type in tricep exercises. Find two of them. You could do four exercises in the gym. Or rep like replicate what they're doing. And that can be your plan. Like I'm going to go in the gym. And I'm going to work these exercises. And you could have those videos screen recorded or preloaded. So that if you get confused about the technique. You could always look at that and just try and, and, try and replicate it. These are things that I actually did. Um, so this is, and, and this is what I, I work on with clients, but obviously instead of having YouTube videos, they actually rely on, on my videos. <laughs> Third thing that's really underrated, that helped me a lot, was just having your own music playlist and having maybe a podcast that you could listen to that could just distract you momentarily whilst you're having some 
doubts and self-doubts, you could go in listening to your favourite music or listening to a podcast and be learning something at the same time. That then takes the focus away from what others are doing in the gym and instead you're focusing on your podcast or you're focusing on your music. It could be calming music. It could be high energy music that gets you going and gets you feeling good and gets you into a good place mentally. It might be even a motivational video that you find on YouTube or social media. Something that actually lifts you, makes you feel good, gets you into a positive state of mind. Fourth thing is going to the gym when you have the highest willpower. And I believe willpower is a finite resource that we have. So if you have had a full day of work, you have had to... Um, battle your way through meetings, you, um, you've had to have uh, calls with maybe f- family and all this emotion and willpower has been spent through the day in its rightful place, what does that leave for the gym? And if it's at the end of the day and your willpower is drained, then you're not going to be able to, to actually make that happen. So for me, when I was just starting off at the gym, I found that m- training in the morning was was what actually was was most effective. I could be consistent with that week on week. Whereas in the evening, it was a bit like, oh, I'm too tired now. And then that plan would fall apart. So choose a point in your day, and it's usually going to be early on. If you can train in the morning, not everyone's timetable allows this and dictates it, but if you can, you get in when your willpower is the highest. Because if there is a barrier to entry, let's say something goes wrong with your car, Uh, It's just a random thought. If it goes wrong at the end of the day when your willpower is drained, you're probably going to go sack the gym. I'm not going to make it. But if it goes wrong in the morning, you might actually think, you know what, I'll walk or maybe I could get the bus because you've got that, that willpower there to drive you. And the fifth thing is, it kind of relates to point number two, going with the plan, is build so much focus into what you want out of it that you drown out the noise around you. So build focus around what you want and build focus around how how you want the experience to unfold and, and things that you enjoy doing and that will again take away some of the focus from what others are doing in the gym just focus solely on what you want to do if you want to lose 10 pounds you want to lose the handles that are at your waist you want to lose some abdominal fat focus on how you're going to do that you might be integrating some extra cardio movement you might be working on your nutrition you might be also doing some weight training alongside that that's just simple and machine based and and it only needs to be maybe two or three times a week but that's your goal that's what you want to do and you've got to focus in on that and that then takes away from what others are doing i found that those five those five um points and and working on obviously working on things around those can really help someone to narrow in on their on their gym approach and overcome fears that they've had. When it comes to starting off your fitness journey, there are three there are three really common mistakes that I see and that I get to work on straight away with a client if if they're not consistently hitting the gym or if they're getting frustrated with their own their own kind of lifestyle and routine and and they're struggling to really nail down that that gym routine so these are the top three three mistakes you could call them or oversights that people have first one is to know your why and know what it is that you're 
working towards because there are going to be very unfavorable times there are going to be times when you're tired drained from work things just aren't going your way maybe you've had maybe you've got work insecurity um you've just gone through a breakup maybe a certain health condition has come up there could be really serious um life events that come up and hopefully they don't but maybe they do and you're going to have to be so in touch with your why that you can navigate past it and if you keep coming back to your why you you will find the motivation to stay on plan and on plan doesn't mean being perfect and and getting everything right and you know hitting the gym six times a week and sticking to chicken broccoli and rice like that's not being on plan for me being on plan actually isn't anything like that it's more about are you putting in the effort to work towards your goal and that isn't always the same for everyone so when client a maybe they maybe client a maybe client A starts to feel really fatigued, feel really tired, and they've potentially gone into overtraining territory. And instead of giving up with the whole thing, they think about what they're doing, they think about why they're doing it, and they adapt, and, and, and they continue to work towards their end goal, and that might mean stepping back. But it all came back to why. Why are they doing what they're doing? And then you just throw it in the towel. Client B might have a mental breakdown crisis in their week because they've been overloaded with work or personal reasons. And for them, they need to go back to their why and keep on track with the actions that they're doing, the three meals a day, three to four walks a week, because that makes them feel good. So understanding your reason why is going to get you through periods of time where things aren't necessarily going 100% right. I've had many, many conversations with clients just starting off in their fitness journey and like a really common goal that people have, every PT has heard it is, I just want to like lose weight, tone up. And for me, I'm never going to take that at surface value. Maybe I did in, as I started, when I started as a PT, I just took that. I was like, oh great, that's their why, that's their goal. Um, but I will dig deeper now because that's never the actual reason that someone wants to hire a PT or get an online coach. So I would ask them why. And I had this conversation before, you know, why do you want to lose weight, turn up? And they go, well, I just want to look better. Like I'm not happy with, my, with the way my body looks. Why? Like, why aren't you happy with the way your body currently looks? Well, I, I don't like looking at myself in the mirror. Okay. And then they go, you know, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, the way, so then I'll, I'll come back with, so you, when you look in the mirror, you're uncomfortable with, with how your body looks. And they go, yeah, like I used to look this way before COVID, before lockdown, and now I look this way. Okay, why does that, why does that matter to you so much? Like, why is that impacting you right now in such a negative way? Well, it means that I don't want to go on dates. I don't. I don't really respect myself. I don't, 
I, I'm constantly disappointed with, 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 with who I am and what I'm doing. Do you know, and it can go to a really deep, almost dark place. And it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. Like, it's uncomfortable for them. It's slightly uncomfortable for me. And I've come to realise, though, that it's a really important discussion to have because it gets to the root cause of why someone wants to change the way who, who they are. And that will take them really far in the future because it's got an emotional connotation to it. It's not just this superficial, I want to get toned. So if we can find a reason why, we can um, make a really good start on our, on our fitness journey because when things are difficult, we can power through because we'll be connected to our why. The second thing is setting small realistic goals rather than these huge goals. So this is a second kind of mistake or oversight that people make they look on instagram they find these amazing bodies and aesthetics that they certainly can like work towards but where they are right now they might not have the gym in their weekly routine at all so to get to the level that they see potentially on instagram where it's someone who's trained for 10 years and potentially is probably earning money from their aesthetic. Maybe they're a professional bodybuilder, maybe they're a fitness influencer with sponsors. They could potentially be on performance enhancing drugs. Um, like we just don't know what their life is like, but we can look at an image and compare ourselves where we are now to where they are and think I want that. But what is more useful than that straight up comparison is just setting yourself small goals and it's certainly something to work towards and it's definitely something that you can have kind of stored in the back of your mind but I always just tell my clients to take those kinds of like Instagram content and 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 those aesthetics as a bit of a pinch of salt and just keep working on yourself like work on your own small goals Otherwise, it can just feel overwhelming, like the amount of work that you need to do. And it can be frustrating because these results really do take time. So rather than being like, right, I'm going to get this body in six months. Like, that's fine. Have that in the back of your mind. But let's think about this week and let's think about this month. And let's think about potentially increasing. Take the focus away from my body changing in a certain way like I need to lose this fat and gain this muscle and shift the focus on I'm going to increase strength in the gym because that's that's less about how you're going to change and change your body to, to feel better and it's actually more about a performance-based result which will as a byproduct will bring about a transformation physically but the focus has changed onto something a bit more positive and something that you can quantify and record and actually see physical progress. So week one, oh, I can chest press 39 kilos on a machine. I, I chose 39 because I know that that's a weight increment at the gym that I work at. I'm not just a freak. Like, I, I, There's no way you can really load a barbell up to 39. Like well, week one, 39. Week four, I'm at 54. 
great. Like I've seen a tr I've seen a big strength increase of fifteen kilos over four weeks. That is something I can quantify. It's something I, there's no way you can argue with. Whereas setting this vague goal of six months, I'm going to get this body. Like yeah, sure, there are ways we can quantify it, but are you real realistically going to do that? Like, are you realistically going to be measuring your body? Like, is it healthy to necessarily stand on a scale every day? For some people, it's certainly not. And I think a lot of the time we need to just shift that focus away from these aesthetic goals that take a lot of time and make smaller goals that fulfill us with a sense of satisfaction and that aren't necessarily around that aesthetic, um, that are a bit more performance-based. And I was, I was tying into this point, know what it takes, go into it with an informed background like know how much time and commitment a result is going to take because I have this discussion a lot with clients it's, it's almost a little bit frustrating when a client will say I want to have a six pack and da 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 and I'm just pulling that out of the net because I've, I can I can relate to these conversations that I've had and I'm like okay you, do you know what that's going to actually take because a lot of the time they don't. They think it's gonna take a few workouts in the gym and a bit of creatine, but it's actually a lot more than that. It's gonna be a whole lifestyle change and it's gonna take months and months and months, like it's six months, a year, to potentially get from where you are now to where that is. And if you think that's worth it, great. Like, let's go for it. But maybe, maybe you'll reconsider when you realize what it does take and I'm not going to say that having a six-pack doesn't take sacrifice because it absolutely will. It, it will take sacrifice. You will have to monitor your nutrition. You will have to train pretty hard. And you will have to do this over a sustained period of time. And you'll have to sacrifice potentially parties, social occasions. You know, we can't just be free to do what we want and expect that that result is going to come. And so my job as a coach is to inform people, like, realistically, this is what you're going to have to do to get there. And if you're willing to put that on the line and do that, then fine. But understand that these are the sacrifices you're potentially going to have to make. And ask yourself, are you going to be happy once you get to that goal after having gone through that? If the answer is still yes, then go for it. But um, again, it kind of goes back to your why. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? So yeah, I think just having a realistic stand, standpoint on the time it's going to take to get somewhere and don't expect um, an extraordinary result from a medi mediocre approach. A mediocre approach will bring about mediocre results and an extraordinary approach will bring about extraordinary results. But if that isn't something that's actually going to make you happy, then what's the point? Yeah. Um, and the final third point, sorry about that pause, <laughs> I just needed to check that I'd said everything I wanted to, and I think I've closed that, that point out pretty well. The final point is imperfect action. It is so easy to talk yourself out of doing something because I don't have all the knowledge, I don't have all the tools, I don't have all the equipment, I don't have the time, 
like there are a million and one reasons to not do something. But the one reason to do it is because you want something better for yourself. But you shut that down and you let the other reasons drown out that, that the most important reason to actually do it, which is for you. And so this point, I think, is the most important is imperfect action is better than doing nothing because you're over planning and you're over preparing and you're over perfecting. Um, I bet you, I bet you that over 50% of beginners, the reason why they don't start is because they feel like they don't have the knowledge and the, they don't have enough knowledge. They, they don't have enough of an understanding to go in and get, and get, get it done. But in fact, I would argue that almost anyone can go into a gym and get three or four exercises done just based on the information that's in the gym. And I'm going to like point to things that can help you if you are a complete beginner. The first thing that you could do if you, were, if you had no understanding at all is before you even get to the gym, do a little bit of research on something like YouTube where you can look at maybe find a few fitness channels that you that you like. You could start off by looking, you know, at maybe on Google just for a, for, for a fitness influencer, you could call them. Not all influencers give the best information from experience, but you could have a look at a few, navigate to their YouTube channels, find a few exercises that you that, that you think you might enjoy maybe you're looking at upper body exercises find three or four write them down or record them screen record them on your phone or preload the videos take them into the gym replicate them always try and go for machine-based exercises as a beginner because there's less things that can go wrong and when i say machine-based these are the ones that are literally a machine that you would sit in and where there's just less things that can go wrong rather than in a with a dumbbell but with barbell rather than free weights where technique is probably a little bit more important to get right machine based you can't really go wrong especially if you start off super light you are literally moving against no resistance and then you can slowly increase that resistance the more confident you get with what you're doing but you could take those ideas from youtube or from an instagram channel an instagram profile like my own and replicate them in the gym so that would be before you get to the gym now when you get to the gym look at what other people are doing and rather than getting in your head and thinking oh my god i can't do any of this look around because i guarantee there's going to be a mix of abilities there's going to be people there who are beginner who it's probably the first time and there's going to be people in there who have come in for the second time in the day because they've got too much free time and i don't know they just want to be in the gym which blows my mind. But there are going to be from beginner to very advanced and people who have been in the gym a lot. And within that array of people, you will definitely find some inspiration and some ideas. And I definitely did this at the beginning of my gym, gym journey. Gym journey. It's nice. I should have called the podcast that. I would look at what other people are doing and I would... <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. I wouldn't always trust this. Like, if someone's in pretty good shape, like, they've got a body that maybe you aspire to, 
they've built up a fair bit of muscle. That was my goal. Um, and they're pretty confident in what they're doing. And you can tell that their technique is good. I feel like you can always tell when someone's technique is good, right? Like they're stable. They're, you can see the muscles working, like the correct muscle group. It just looks controlled. And then you can tell when someone doesn't really have the full grasp of what they're doing. And I don't want to at all sound like I'm judging here because that would be completely counteractive to what I'm trying to promote here. But you can kind of distinguish between an, a, someone who's more advanced and someone who's a complete beginner. And then look at those and take those ideas and try and copy them. Obviously, don't put the same weight on that they're doing. If they're doing a shoulder press of a 100 kilos, probably not the best idea to jump in straight after them and try and do that. But just look at how they're performing and physically try and replicate that. And I've always learned very well from physically being shown things. I'm not so good with reading instructions or following verbal commands. But if I'm if I see someone doing something, I can usually replicate that action pretty well. And I think there are a lot of people out there who have that same ability. We can just watch what they're doing and almost replicate it. Not everyone has that. Um, but it's, it's something that you can tap into and try try to do. And there was a third point that I was going to say. So before the gym, get some inspiration. Once you're at the gym, look around. And finally, oh, this is what I was going to say, sorry. Finally, write down what you're going to do. So again, it kind of goes back to planning. So when you are, before you even go to the gym, have an idea, maybe notes on your phone or a little book and have okay, I'm going to do these three bicep exercises. I'm going to do these three tricep exercises. Easy arm session. Um, and if a machine is taken and it's not available when you go into the gym, have a look at the other exercises that are available that you could do. Or have a look at inspiration from around the gym. Maybe there's an alternative. Maybe you can see someone else doing a bicep exercise that looks good and you could try that one when they're done. And what can you do in the meantime whilst you're waiting for them? Well, you could just do some light stretches or jump on a machine that is free and just keep your eye on, on the machine that you want. You don't have to immediately rush to the cardio section and jump on a treadmill because once you're there, it's a bit of a black hole. You're probably not going to go and, and do the weights. So hang around, wait for something to come free by filling in the gap just with something temporary or do some light stretches, pick up a light pair of dumbbells, usually always find dumbbells in a gym, um, and just and, and fill in the gaps. That's what I always say to clients, like if you're waiting for a machine, you feel awkward, do something different in the meantime that's completely unrelated. Just keep yourself busy, keep yourself moving, get warmed up, and when it becomes free, you can you can nail nail the plan that you've made. And, and not it's not always going to go to plan, but that's the beauty of imperfect action, right? you can take action and, and get something done. And, and that was better than staying at home and, and not doing anything at all. And next session, you can work out what's more effective, right? What, what didn't work? What can be improved? There's always going to be another session that you can try. You could literally try it the next day um, if, it, if it's a complete disaster, which it's not going to be. But you can try again tomorrow. You can try again next week. And you know what? From going in the gym, you're going to meet people other people who are training, you're going to meet other coaches and 
you can learn from them on how to do it better. And there's only there's there's only things to gain from the experience, rather than anything to lose. From 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 trying, you you'll learn the game. When I started, I literally went in, just timed myself, timed myself an hour, and I would just split it up as upper and lower. I would train upper one day, I'd train lower the next day, and if I wanted to, I'd train upper the next day and I'd train lower. I just alternated, and I would take a break. Obviously, in the week, I won't train every day. But I would be like, right, I'm going to go in and train upper. And it was just figuring out what exercises I enjoyed doing at the beginning. And then once I'd train upper, I'd give, give my upper body a break, train lower. And then I would learn which exercises I found more challenging, which ones I was maybe good at. And depending on where you're at, confidence-wise, I'd say if you're still not confident, keep doing the ones you're good at. <laughs> and then... As you build more confidence, you can focus in on the weak, on the things that you're weaker at. And don't change things too much. Keep things as, as, as simple and as consistent as possible week on week. The more you change things, the more lost you're going to get. So as part of that imperfect action plan, yes, it's not always going to be perfectly the same exercise that you had on your plan. You're not always going to be able to do three sets of shoulder press and then two sets of barbell row, like sometimes something's not going to be available or you're just not going to feel like doing it. But week on week, try and have a similar general approach because then it becomes an automatic thing. You're in autonomous mode and it'll just flow. It won't feel like you're having to redo a plan every week. It just won't be as much effort then when you keep it consistent. So that is the end of the first podcast of one more rep. I wanted to mainly help beginners um, with some mindset approaches and some techniques to to get you started, really. And obviously, if you feel like you need a coach's input, you know where I am. You can message me on socials and get in touch anytime. All right, until next time. Bye.